Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. This show is so bad, if it was a turkey, we'd all be eating crow for Thanksgiving. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, coming to you. It's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving here in the United States of America. And on this week's episode, a tobacco review of a uh, of an LJ Peretti blend. And this one's got a story, so I'll tell you the story and give my review of the blend. All that in pipe parts. And then my guest is our first uh, our first pipe smoking guest from the country of Mexico. It's Sergio Castello. Uh, had a lot of fun meeting Sergio, so we get to hear that. Uh, holiday music, mailbag, and then a uh, uh, a rant rave, uh, a message, a message during rant time. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Uh, <laughs> Did anybody notice that it seemed like fall ended pretty quick? Uh, you know, yeah, I was, uh, so I was I was gone for a little bit, but it seems like uh, fall here in North Carolina was probably about uh, four weeks long, and now we've already had sub-freezing weather, and I've had to winterize the outside of the house and do all that stuff, and then the Farmer's Almanac, the most reliable source of weather predicting in the world, uh, has called for a colder than normal, snowier than normal winter. So it seems like um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have a white Christmas here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I just, I'm not a fan of the cold. I'm all bundled up still here in the house. Yes, we have the heat on and everything, but I'm just all bundled up. And you know, thankfully the coffee's nice and hot, and the uh, pipes keep my hands warm. So. There you go. All right, let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. For you, dear. Say, my favorite pipe tobacco. Why that swell? I haven't seen this for years. Wherever did you find it? On tidbits.com, of course. You mean the Pipe Collector's Auction site? Yes, that's right. They have vintage and hard-to-find tobaccos, pipes, and accessories, too, you know. You don't say. I can buy all those things on tidbits.com? That's right. But you can also sell some of those pipes and tobaccos you don't smoke anymore, too, dear. Perhaps you're trying to tell me something. Visit tidbits.com, the Pipe Collector's Auction site. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corn Cob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corn cob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, so here's the story. Uh, Sean, back in um, April of 2021, 
sent me a Facebook message and said, Hey, I'm coming through town and would like to get together with you. And, uh, and it was during a time when I was going to be traveling. So I had to you know, decline it. And, uh, and he came through town and stopped by McCraney's and I didn't know it, but, uh, unbeknownst to me, he left me a, uh, a little gift and so april of 2021 right a year and a half ago uh i hadn't been to mccraney's during the work week when uh you know when the big boss is there uh because i was you know the only times i was down there was to meet people that wanted to uh wanted you know that were coming through town or either wanted to uh, learn how to smoke a pipe so i'd take some local friends down there and we'd usually do it on a saturday uh, because of their work schedule and stuff. And then I had a, uh, I was chatting with, uh, chatting with the folks at McCraney's and I was going down there again this week and this past week. And they said, uh, by the way, we have, we have a, uh, a fan left you something. <laughs> so <laughs> a year and a half later, here I am with an eight ounce tin of LJ Peretti's London flake. And, uh, the note that Sean left says, uh, Brian, thank you for all you do at the pipes magazine podcast. Hope your sister's wedding you officiated over went off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but she still got hitched. Yeah, uh, here's one of my Desert Island tobaccos straight from the counter of L.J. Peretti. And when I come by the area again, hopefully we can share a bowl. Brothers and pipes, Sean. So <laughs> it's their London Flake. And I had not spent any time at all with the Peretti blends in probably 15 years. So comes in the uh, eight ounce paint can and the lid was real tight inside of it is a plastic bag with the tobacco because they use a generic size can for all their tobaccos. Uh, this blend is I'm pretty sure I can't get it. I can't get the tobacco out of the can quite yet because it is so well packed in there, but it's a, a long ribbon flake folded over and over and over into a ball. And I've been smoking it since I got it uh, over the past weekend. Uh, I am going to, as soon as I get a couple of empty jars, uh, I'm going to transfer it into jars for long-term storage because I don't want it to dry out and I want to get it away from the thin plastic. So if you have any Peretti tobaccos that you're aging, I highly suggest you get them into a glass jar. Uh, anyway, it's a long ribbon flake. It's a Virginia Perique flake. It's got, I don't know what the topping is to it, but it's got some sort of a additive to it, and it could be nondescriptive because of the Massachusetts laws. Uh, it reminds me, if I was to say something that it was close to, uh, it reminds me of a Navy flake or a rum flake, maybe a McBaron product with, uh, with Perique in it. The Perique is way is way in the background, like it should be in this type of tobacco. Uh, the tobacco right now, and again, this is a year and a half later. Uh, the tobacco is just a hair on the wet side for me personally, so that's fine. But that also means that their paint cans are really good. I mean, really good. So it's been sitting at uh, McCraney's for a year and a half in a storage room and it has not gone dry. 
uh, the only reason I want to transfer it into glass jars is to get the tobacco away from the plastic bag that it's in. And I'm sure that's a food grade plastic bag, but still, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And for aging it a little bit further, I want to get some air around it. Yeah. You've heard all this before. Uh, anyway, all I've been doing is pulling it off the, uh, pulling pieces off of the very pack the very tightly packed ball of long strips and uh rubbing them out in different size you know different different levels of rub out and stuff tried it in different size bowls this does work much better in a big size bowl so on you know for me a bigger size bowl is uh group five so like a 0.8 inch diameter by one and a half versus a group three size uh, i tried it in uh in a couple of my smaller pipes and the blend just seems to be a little bit happier in a little bit bigger bowl smokes very well smokes nice and slow uh tamps easily which is uh something for considering the fact that it was balled up for that long it's tamping real nice and smoothly down uh really interestingly good aftertaste so after i've finished a bowl i still get a little sweetness of the uh, flavoring in there and a little bit of the perique in the in the virginias just a nice sweet aftertaste which is kind of nice and uh, even my wife mentioned that the uh, you know it smells kind of nice and fruity to her in the in the room so uh lj peretti's london flake and again i now i'm interested to poke around a little bit more of the lj peretti stuff and the little paint cans, the the eight ounce paint cans, make a uh, you know would be a nice Christmas size gift for a pipe smoker. And with the holidays coming up, you know it's a good looking package. Uh, you might just you know put it in a gift bag and put a little ribbon around it, and away you go. And I like gift bags because then I don't have to wrap stuff. So, so there you go. Uh, thank you again to Sean, and I do apologize for the year and a half delay in getting the very kind gift that you left for me. And I am enjoying it. Uh, I wonder how it would go with a little uh, spiced wine or uh, mulled wine for the holidays. That would be good. May have to try that uh, after Thanksgiving dinner. All right. In uh, just a moment, my visit with uh, Sergio Costello. This is Internet Radio. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell. From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake Series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at CND as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us from, uh, from south of the border, the other part of America, as I always remind people that there's a lot of North Americans, from Estados Unidos de Mexicanos, or as many of us know it as Mexico, uh, Sergio Castello, bienvenidos, and uh, thank you for coming mm -hmm. on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Muchas gracias. Uh, thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, I was not expecting this, so 
it's my it's an honor for me and a pleasure for being here with you in the podcast that I I normally listen every morning, man. Uh, I know a lot about the, yourself that you probably <laughs> don't know, but <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, it's so much fun. Um, part of my on a regular day, I spend I spend a lot of time in my truck in the ranch. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about me, but uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of your show, and uh, and I'm very thankful that you do all this hard work, man. But thank uh, you very much. I believe you are my first guest that is from Mexico and still lives in Mexico. I've had a couple that have, you know, a few Mexicans mm -hmm. end up moving to the United States for some reason. I don't understand why. Yes. I think Mexico yes. is better. Uh, the, beer is, <laughs> the beer is better in Mexico, uh, but the weather's a little hot. So, so first, let's, let's, where did, where were you born and, and raised in Mexico? Correct. Yes, yes, Brian. Um, yeah, I was born. I live in Mexico, like you're saying, and I was born here. Uh, I live in the state of Sonora. Uh, the state of Sonora is right next to Arizona, so it's all the way to the north. Um, I live in Mexico. Yes, there's people sometimes they don't know, but Mexico is pretty much like in the states. We have a state, and we have the capital of the state. Correct. So. The only difference is that in Mexico, the capital is kind of like the biggest main city of the state, which not really happens in in in, uh, in the United States, right? Like, right. just to mention California, uh, it's not LA, the capital, right? So, so here in Mexico, it's not like that. So, I live in the capital of Sonora, uh, and the Sonoran Desert is the same thing like Arizona. It's hot, but uh, yeah. So, the name of the city is Hermosillo. It's okay. almost about a million, close to a million people. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, not too far from the uh, from the the Gulf of California. No, 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 no. It's not that far away. No, actually, uh, well, from where from my city to to the to the wall of Arizona <laughs> to the border, it's it's 150 miles. So it's close to three hours driving. Uh, and from my city, we have the Sea of Cortez. It's only an hour and ten minutes if you want to go to the beach. So that yeah. geographically, the the location is real nice. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. and the uh, and the angry lizards and snakes and animals of the desert and all that and uh, coyotes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so what did when you when you were growing up? What did you want to be when you when you grew up? Besides a pipe smoker. Yes, correct. Well. Um, I did. Uh, I did my high school in the states. That's where I learned some of my English. Uh, I went to a military academy close from Indiana. Wow! Beautiful school there. Um, yes, Colder Military Academy. Uh, I was there for three years, and then I did my college in Mexico. I was planning doing college, going college in the states, but I ended up doing it here. And uh, since I was a kid, my dad and my grandfather always been in the agribusiness, and. Uh, my dad, uh, he stills. He's a big guy, healthy guy. He has good genes. He's uh, knocking wood, but he never gets sick. He's he turned seventy four, and uh, he's my well. I'm his partner, right? Uh, what I do for a living, I grow grapes. So okay. we have uh, yes, we have vineyards here in the desert of Sonora, and uh, fresh fruit uh, for eating uh, grapes and. Uh, the sales company that we we've been working for the last twenty two years is in California, and um, 
And pretty much that's what I do for a living. Uh, all my life, I've been doing the same thing, growing grapes. Uh, I love the grapes for eating or for drinking also, right? <laughs> but yes, pretty much that's what I do, yes. So you went you went into the family business. Mm-hmm. Correct. Actually, my dad, uh, when I graduated from college, uh, he asked me, look, Sergio, if you want to work in my business, in my company, uh, you got to earn a ticket to be a part of my job and you got to go to any other uh, company and you need to work there at least two years. Good. So I uh, actually, yes. And I went, uh, I was, I graduated maybe when I was, uh, I don't know, like 22, 23. And uh, I moved to California. So I was working in different companies in the, uh, in the working in, in different companies, everything was about the grapes and, uh, it was great. I had a, a very good experience there. And uh, then I came back and joined my dad's business. So, yes. So your dad made sure that you learned what it's like to work for somebody who doesn't, who's, who's not related to your mother. <laughs> totally. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and that's how it was. And I think it was kind of like a smart thing to do. It makes sense. And I have four kids and, uh, uh, I, I see myself doing something like that too. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So when when do when do you start smoking a pipe and how do you get interested in a pipe in the Sonoran Desert? Yes, yes. Yes, this is a good question and uh it's something that uh it's kind of like fun to me to when I listen or hear people talking about this question because it's it's it's, it's this hobby is so unique, right? Um uh, and I really believe myself that there's people that uh, have the pipe hobby in your uh, DNA. I think there's people who are born with the DNA of, of uh, with in your DNA. There's something to do with this uh, beautiful hobby. Uh, so it, because the way I, see, I don't know, uh, Brian, in myself, uh, when I was growing up, uh, nobody in my family, uh, it's been a pipe smoke. But my grandfather used to be a doctor, and he used to smoke pipes when he was younger, but I, I was not able, I, I never saw him uh, smoking his pipe. But when I was like seven years old, uh, I visited him uh, weekends. He had an office, he, 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 was a, he was a doctor, and uh, in his house, he also had a, an office in there. And I never forget the office he had there. It was so beautiful. It looked like a cigar bar to me nowadays. <laughs> it was all, yeah, it's so, it was so beautiful. It, everything was uh, wood. Actually, the ceiling was wood. And the couches was red leather. Okay. Wow. And I remember he, he had a small rack of with like 10 pipes there. So I was like seven-year-old, uh, always visiting the office there, spending, just playing around as a kid and, and playing with the pipes. Like I, I was smoking the pipes and, and uh, I never forget that. And uh, so I was always had the attraction of, uh, about the pipes. And uh, I always had it in my mind when I get older, I, I would like to learn how to smoke a pipe. And then uh, years went by and same thing with cigars. I always uh, had the attention about cigars. And when I was around 18, I started buying cigars and I was so lucky that my dad, he was not a cigar smoker. And uh, what, what, what it was real cool for me, every time my parents 
uh, were traveling, my dad always brought me a, a, a box of cigars, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and uh, it was fun and real cool for me because all my friends, we got together in my home. And uh, at that time, I mean, when you're 18 or 20 or 19, whatever, I mean, you're kind of like embarrassed to smoke a cigar. You you uh, you, you look kind of like silly, so it could be, right? Uh, uh, so I was like embarrassed to smoke my cigars outside my dad's house. So I normally was smoking my cigars in my dad's house and then... After a lot of years going by, uh, then I well, everybody knew that I I, I really love the cigars. Now, it was not just like to show off for something, and is so it, I got who was it's not yes. no no machismo, no. Correct. Yes. 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 Because you know, I mean, when you're on your teenagers' years, uh, a cigar can be a little bit different sometimes, right? Uh, a macho man or something. But yeah, it was not. It, it was not my thing, right? So then after that, um, um, when I was in my middle, I, I got married when I was 26 and my father-in-law, great guy, uh, I love him. And, and, and uh, he passed away sadly about 11 years ago. But we, we went to the big uh, smoke in Vegas two times. Uh, I met a lot of good people there like Carlos Fuentes, the people from uh, Padron and uh la flor dominicana and uh the other thing for me it was fun that uh, all these guys are latins and uh i didn't have problems with the communication it was a lot of fun you know how the big smoke is the show and, and uh so that's how i started with the first uh with, with cigars and then my oldest son sergio he's 21 nowadays he was born in san diego so when he was born there in san diego i used to visit every day a tinderbox store uh, at the fashion mall. Yes. I remember the guys there at the fashion mall on the second floor, the tinderbox. I was going there every day to buy. At that time myself, I remember the one spectator magazine. I was uh, visiting myself the Barson Noble and stealing the cartoon inside, just cutting it to buy the best, like the best buy wine or, or, or some of the cigars yeah. things, right? Yes. Instead of buying the magazine every time, right? So I was playing around with cigars, and there was these two gentlemen always there smoking a pipe. And uh, and I was, oh, man, that looks awesome. I love the smell. So I became good friends with those two guys and uh, until I, I pulled the trigger there. Uh, asked them, okay, I would like to. I was 26. I want to learn this. How do I start, right? So I bought my first pipe there. Uh, that was in the year 2000 wow. so and it was uh yes it was uh, a french pipe the brand is joby or joby mm -hmm. or joby joby yeah about one of those joby yes about one of those and um of course i, I started with aromatics and uh, i didn't have a clue or any idea about the cadence the packing and nothing and like everyone uh, I, I didn't have a really good time and but I'm a kind of guy, when I get into a hobby, I like to go deep and I don't quit. I, I like to really understand <laughs> and, and I'm kind of like an intense guy when I get interested in something. And uh, I was working on that. And then my father-in-law, I didn't know, he used to be a pipe smoker. Uh, and he taught me a little bit. And so that's where the journey started. And uh, so I was not very, uh, I was not really uh, smoking my pipe often until I will say for the last eight years, I became a real pipe smoker or seven years ago. 
Let's take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk sure. about what changed in you that made you a regular pipe smoker. So stay with us. We'll be back with Sergio in just a uno momento. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mielefolge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with uh, Mexico's own Sergio Castillo, and uh, and maybe you might be the only pipe smoker in Mexico. But um, uh, all right, so seven eight years ago, what mm-hmm. changed for you? Did you was it like you finally mm-hmm. you finally discovered how to pack and smoke a pipe correctly, or something changed and you now you're <laughs> now you just love pipes and can't put them down? Yes. Yes, correct, uh, Brian. So for the last, I would say, eight, seven years, uh, I became, uh, actually, I, I smoke very little cigars nowadays. It's more social. Like if I go out with friends, dinner, to me, a cigar is more social, right? And and uh, yes, correct. For the last eight, seven years, I've been into my pipe. Uh, I love the craft. Uh, I mean, the the all the work that goes behind the pipe, and but I also love the tobaccos and, 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 and uh, something that I enjoy a lot. One thing is I, my wife, she's so cool. She let me, I smoke my pipe in, inside my home mm-hmm. with no problem. So that helps a lot. I, I'm here in the desert. It's so hot in summertime and uh, I'm not going to be smoking outside. So to, for me, being able to smoke inside my house, that helps a lot. That's one thing that uh, for me is so friendly that I can smoke my pipe in anytime here in my home. Same thing in my office. Uh, I smoke in my home and in my actually here in Mexico. I'm going to tell you that a little later, but uh, it, it's one of the good things about it here in my country. You can smoke in any time, uh, in any place. But uh, oh. so, yes, that helps a lot. I'll tell you that later, but yes, right. So uh, I started getting deeper into uh, my my second pie was a Sabinelli, and then I, I, I discovered my, my Castellos. I'm a Castello. <laughs> I got to go with the Castellos, right? And I fell in love with the Casella uh, pipes. And uh, a lot of things with the tobacco, I have, well, I mean, some knowledge on tobacco it makes things a lot of sense because I'm in the, in the grapes business. And, and a lot of the process, uh, there are a lot of things in, in, uh, in the agrona, agribusiness and all that uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. So uh, uh, I understand a lot of that stuff and, and uh, so I start playing around uh, with different tobaccos and, and learn how to pack it and, and, and the cadence. And and, uh, and then the big change for me was the YouTube. When I, I, I discovered like Mountain Chop Pipes, 
and some other guys doing these things. Yeah. That's when I, I, I really improved my, my ability to have to really enjoy the pleasure of my pipe uh, hobby. And since then, I got hooked big time. I, I love everything. Of, of I love to sell all my tobaccos, uh, 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 to have my pipe collection. And uh, I love the smell, everything. And, and one of the things I kind of like compare sometimes, I, there's a big difference between the cigars and, and, and the pipes, but uh, the pipe tobacco for me, it, you can try a lot of different flavors. So, and, and uh, I totally enjoy it, man. Uh, um, and the friendship and everything. Nowadays, it's so incredible uh, uh, how things are. I think I really see that it's better than ever. All, all the information that is because the internet, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, I enjoy a lot of different pipe clubs um, and I have a lot of fun, a lot of fun and, and learning and changing knowledge. And it's so great. Yes. Where, if you had to, where in Mexico can you go to buy pipes and pipe tobacco? Correct. Look, um, this is funny. I, I, I noticed uh, I, I've been so lucky and I didn't know that until for the last few years. Because I live only three hours from Arizona. If I order tobacco from uh, from the States, I order to my address in Arizona uh, from yeah, from smoking pipes or any other uh, Capujos, that's my, I mean, for any of the big retailers. But if I want to buy anything, I, I order a lot of stuff from HU, which I love. Mm -hmm. And uh, those German uh, tobaccos or Europeans, they I, I have a... I don't have problems that they ship it straight to my home and they only charge me 32 euros. It doesn't matter how much tobacco I own. Wow. So I, I, I noticed for, for the, a few years uh, that I'm so lucky where I, in my location that I can order any tobacco and, uh, and I don't have problems getting them because I see all my friends from the States. Uh, they, they kind of, <laughs> they got to go to the stairwells and they, they need to order big, Orders and but yes, but in my hometown there are only cigar stores. I cannot. There's no cigar. There's no tobacco or pipe smokers here in my city. Mexico City, they do have everything. I mean, Mexico City is such a huge place. Yeah. You're talking about 26, 25 million people. But Mexico City is far away from where. Actually, I'm going there tomorrow, <laughs> which I go to Mexico City like four times a year. But all my tobaccos are, are from uh, the states in Europe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, so you you spent time trying all the different tobaccos. Did you find yes. one style that you like, or or do you enjoy Virginias Total. and Englishes? And yes, uh, oh yes, uh, uh, Brian, I I did a, a lot of that. Like uh, I always trying to fight. I always trying to find like the one I like the most. I'm always in search, but I I have tried too many. I will say that now I I can tell you that. Uh, I'm a vapor guy like yourself. <laughs> Yay. I love, uh, yes, I'm a big fan of uh, Virginia Perique. It, it, it's it's my, I have a, a lot of uh, good tobaccos. Well, the ones I, of course, I do enjoy a lot. Uh, and I also love uh, Burleys, uh, but but not all Burleys, some of the Burleys. Like, like my number one is the Wessex uh, Burleys Slice, mm -hmm. to give you an example. I love that one. Um, and I'm not a lot of Kia guy. I can I can smoke a blank with a lot of Kia, but I'm not a heavy lot of Kia smoker. Like there's one that I 
I noticed that a, a lot of Kia blends, there's one by the name of Indaba from HU that only has 6% of Latakia. If you haven't tried, that one is something that if you're like myself, or we are a, we love vapors, that one is, when, when there's a pinch of a Latakia, I do enjoy a lot. So that one is so good, man. It's called Indaba, it's, it's a great one. All right, yes. now let's talk about pipes. Pipes, oh my God, how, yes. How many, how many pipes yes. <laughs> do you have now? And, and your wife is not listening, so it's okay. You can tell us the truth. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, I, I'm uh, talking about the pipes. I totally love and enjoy the, I appreciate big time the, all that goes behind to a carving and all that. And, and uh and I'm a pipe collector, but I'm not the kind of a pipe collector that keeps like 100, 200, or thousands of pipes. I'm not like that. I have, uh, I have like my hotspot is like 35 pipes. I normally keep between 30 to 40 right there in the middle. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm so picky with my pipes. And I always give this example. I think it's going to make some sense to you, Brian. Uh, you normally, when you, for example, my, my regular pair of jeans of, of pants that I wear are jeans, okay? So normally, uh, you go to your closet and you, let's say you have 10 pair of jeans, but you always have like two that are like the most comfortable. Yeah. They look good. And okay, I want my pipes to, I, I want my 35 pipes to be like my two pair of jeans. So I want it to be perfectly like you go there with your eyes closed and you pick it and you're going to love to smoke it. So as soon as I have a pipe that I'm kind of like, ah, I'm going to work. That one I separate and then I upgrade for another one. So I, I always try to keep my best 35 pipes. And, and, uh, and I'm picky about the length of the pipe and the size of the bowl. I'm, if you give me like the most beautiful pipe, but if it's out of the length of the one I like, I'm not going to smoke it, right? So That's kind of like the way I am, yes. So what is your what is your measurement? Mm-hmm. Okay, in millimeters, the length between one thirty and one forty is, is my hot spot, which is five to five point five inches. Yeah. Right there in the middle, it's it's what I like the most. If it's a little bit tiny, less than five, it's fine. If it's a little bit than five point five, it's okay. But I'm like. Between five and uh, five, 5.5 length is the best for me. And the uh, inside diameter of the ball, I like 19 or 20 millimeters, which I don't know what's the number in, in inches. So about uh, 19, uh, we're talking about three quarters of an inch to mm, a little I, bit I above three quarters. So a, a, a standard size bowl for me. Sure, okay. Yes, that that's... Pretty much all my pipes are. I have few ones. I have a lot of Castellos and some. I have on J fifty five. I only have two, which the the diameter the, the is a little bit bigger, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it's tiny, tiny more, but great smokers. Yes, yes, and, and um, and pretty much. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself? attract uh, you know picking different pipes during different times of the year or different tobaccos during different times of the year mm, yes uh you know what brian to tell you the truth i don't know if it's because where i live it's normally warm yeah <laughs> if you see look i'm wearing charles live yeah. beautiful weather actually today is 77 
But I, I'm not the type of guy who smokes a seasonal guy. I smoke my vapors 12 months a year. Yeah. And my girl, the same thing. Uh, so for me, that's I'm not about the, the weather. I always smoke my same uh, same blends for the whole year. And about the shape of the pipe, uh, the shapes that I like the most myself, I, I mean, I, I'm into billiards and, and Canadians. Probably those are like the most shapes that I like the most. Uh, but I don't, um, my tobaccos, I smoke it in any shape. Uh, I, I'm not really into, okay, this one goes for this tobacco. No, I'm not picky on that like that like some other guys and then of course mm -hmm. uh i i first met you on a virtual pipe club chat but mm -hmm. then in person yeah. we met recently at the last at the recent vegas pipe show um yeah. was that your first pipe show that was actually my second i was in the 2019 okay in vegas but uh that year i was there with my wife it was my first show and uh i didn't spend i didn't spend like this time all day at the show because we weren't going out to different places, dinner, mm -hmm. this and that. So yes. And by now I, I have a lot of good friends on different pipe clubs and, and something that it's super nice is to, for the first time, meet them in person. Right. right. Um, it, 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 that that's beyond, I mean, it's, I love that. And this time, uh, I met a lot of great people like, like yourself, uh, Brian, of course. And, um, uh, your body of actually Dave Peterson. He he's, he lives very close from where I live, and yeah. uh, we already talked. Uh, I, I might visit him and have a smoke there, and uh, and we're on the same Zoom on Fridays also. This is more world now. Yeah. So yes. one one of the benefits of the COVID time is you got to meet a bunch of people and got to know them better, and now we can go yeah. see them in person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally, totally, man. Uh, that was great. I uh, I met a, a lot of people that I uh, we normally see them. Uh, we I I see them like once a week in, in, in the virtual pipe club, international pipe club, and uh, different zooms. And uh, first time we saw for real, and uh, it it was unbelievable, man. Uh, what a great show! I feel like a kid in Disneyland. I love it. <laughs> Yes. So, so besides pipes and pipe tobacco, what else do you collect? Because mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling you are mm -hmm. a collector of. Uh, I think a lot of us also collect other stuff that we have interest in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, my uh, hobbies. Uh, this is one of the things that I love about my pipe hobby. For example, is that uh, is my company on the good times and on the hard times. So it's always with me right uh but other i don't really well i have a a few knife that i kind of like customize like benchmate pocket knife mm -hmm. i do collect um but uh my other things that i look I, I like to do for hobbies is uh i'm a motorcycle rider uh just for the fun uh, i mean i have traveled to all the states in canada since the 2007 2007 and uh i ride my motorcycle uh and mountain biking also i like to, i like to do sports so uh but uh i'm not a guy who i don't collect the only thing i might collect is my tobaccos and uh some cigars um pretty much that's that's it yes yeah 
Sergio, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Sure. Yes. What is your favorite pipe? Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> oh, that's that's so tough. Okay. I only have mentioned one. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. Let's say if I have 37 pipe right now in my in my rack, uh, from those 37, 80% are Casellas and Dunhills. The other ones are from different pipe carvers. But the one I have the most are Casellas. Uh, but I have my favorite on Lobats, it's a Dunhill. My favorite on different chips, it's the Castello. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot pick one, <laughs> man. Uh, it's super tough. You have four children. Uh, Which one is your favorite child? <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, what is your yes. favorite tobacco? Oh, vapors. Uh, my favorite vapor, uh, I would say, it's kind of like to me, it's like the Rolex. Who, people who wear, I don't wear a Rolex. This is a, a G-Shock yeah. <laughs> watch, but uh, it's, I love Scudo. Mm -hmm. uh, always works for me. And, and uh, that's, I would say my favorite vapor. Yes, I, I love it. Yep. What is your favorite drink? Oh, drink. Well, I love my black coffee in the morning. And if when it's late, I love a tequila. Yeah. Tequila. You are in tequila country. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, I love the sweet uh, flavor of the tequila and goes very good with my tobacco. And I do enjoy rum also, but uh, tequila maybe is the number one. Yep. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Uh, I go into YouTube and music. Uh, that's kind of like the, the practice that I, 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 I do, yes, when I relax. Mm -hmm. And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking-related memory? Oh, man. Uh, I would say this last show. This last show, uh, met, met in person all these great people and new ones, uh, like Tim from the Chicago Pipe Club. Yeah. Uh, I met uh, Matt Guest from the Seattle Pipe Club, and he's a biker rider. <laughs> and we, we became uh, very good friends. Uh, and uh, yes, to me, that was the best experience. This last show was so incredible. I love it. I will never forget well, Sergio Castello, thank you. Uh, wait, uh, mucho gracias por todo. Y, and uh, yeah, sorry, my span. Your English is way better than my Spanish, and I won't even try to embarrass myself anymore. But thank you for coming on. Thanks for doing this, and uh, it was great getting to meet you and hang out a little bit. Oh, awesome! That's awesome, Brian. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was an honor for me. I love the show, and, and uh, always been a an enthusiast about the hobby. But thank you very much. And we'll and hopefully see you in Chicago. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, Can't wait. I know. <laughs> okay. And we'll be back in just a minute. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, 
inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then, we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I just want to make sure I, I know I pronounced his name two different ways. It's Sergio Castello, just like the Pipes, not Castillo, just like the Spanish castle. So it's Castello. And uh, what a wonderful guy. Just a pleasure to meet. And, uh, you know, again, proof that the pipe hobby is full, full of fascinating people. All right, for music. So I got a message, and here it is from Aaron, who says, Hello, Brian. I hope this is an acceptable place to contact you. It was on uh, Instagram, I think, or Facebook, somewhere, which is fine. Um, he said, Reasonably new pipe smoker here, three years. I found your podcast, and I just can't stop listening. Ha, 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 ha. I hope you can. Um, you know, no more than three episodes a day, please. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, You and your guests are a wealth of knowledge and joy. Uh, this time of year can be hard for many, and you leave all with the knowledge that no man is an island. Uh, wishing you and yours the best at this wonderful holiday, uh, the best as this wonderful holiday season begins. Uh, Aaron from Washington State. And then he says, P.S. Christmas music selection. I imagine you get plenty of requests, but I will add one anyway. My all-time favorite is, I believe, from Frank Sinatra. So uh, that's actually a song I hadn't heard before. And I found it. And guess what? Now we get to hear the original recording of it. So here's Old Blue Eyes. I believe, I believe, I believe in wishing well And I also believe in a lot of things Things the daisy tells I believe, I believe That a four-leaf clover brings Lots of luck, lots of joy, lots of happiness I believe those things and when it's Christmas, I believe in Santa Claus Why do I believe? I guess that I believe because I believe, I do believe I believe that dreams come true If you wish for the dream by the wishing well Don't tell the wish or you'll break the spell it may sound naive, but that's what I believe.
And when it's Christmas, I believe in Santa Claus. Why do I believe? I guess that I believe because I believe, I believe, I believe that dreams come true. If you wish for the dream by wishing well, don't you tell the wish or you'll break the spell. It may sound naive, but that's what, that's what I believe. And I believe that that is a great little song. Uh, I love the instrumentation and the use of the guitar in there. I just really love it. And then the clarinet solo. I mean, there's a lot going on in that song. And boy, they don't write them like that anymore. And uh, they don't make them like old blue eyes anymore. Oh boy, we've got a message. And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it to me, brian at pipesmagazine.com or... uh, Just like Aaron did, you can go on Instagram and follow me and send me a message or Facebook or any of those places. And thanks again for Aaron for sending that in. Uh, Music requests. Yeah, fire them away. All right, getting caught up on two weeks of mailbags. So uh, uh, Mr. Spike writes, uh, Brian, thanks for the great show. Fernando was a fascinating guest, especially with his collecting specialty of the long lost Ben Wade pieces. I bought several in the 70s, but traded them off through the years and still remember them. I just transitioned to Italian makers and don't look and don't look back. I'm sending this picture of Mrs. Spike, whom you've infatuated after meeting you at several pipe shows, trying out an empty Missouri Meerschaum she got from Shannon at the Columbus show. She's not getting any of my old McClellan or Pease blends because I don't want her to turn green and toss the remnants of the tobacco in the trash. Best to you and your spikes. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Spike. And uh, Mrs. Spike, yeah, I would, uh, you know, just, just grab whatever uh, grab grab whatever pipe you want or tobacco you want. Uh, and then uh, Bryant writes, uh, going back to last week's show, because I'm out of order here, but that's okay. Uh your pipe part segment with Jeff was very illuminating. The idea of giving any of my pipes a high colonic seems alarming at best. The only time I have intentionally introduced water to any of my briars was with a Q-tip in the mortise to try to fix a loose stem on a Danish Stanwell Volcano estate pipe. Uh, it was great to hear from Dr. Watson again. His ideas about carbon fiber and 3D printed stems as well as Call of Duty style blaster pipes was very entertaining. Uh, Hearing back from him was like running into an old friend. Uh, Kudos for starting the holiday music. I was having a rather rough day on the road, and it was very timely indeed. Just what I needed to improve my mood. Great work as always. Have a good week, my friend. I have a vacuum to return. (laughs) Best regards, Bryant. (laughs) Uh, I almost destroyed a vacuum cleaner here recently. Um, and then, uh, going back to, uh, Fernando's show, if you go back to, uh, if you go on to the Pipes Magazine radio show, uh, page on the forums, uh, Fernando posted some pictures of his collection and let me just say it's impressive, uh, just thoroughly impressive. Uh, and, uh, it just goes on and on. He's got some cool stuff. Uh, almost looks like, uh, Dr. Frankenstein's, uh, studio there. Uh, Anyway, Dino says, uh, wow, what a terrific conversation with our friend Fernando. I learned more about him and his collections from this show than in all the time we've shared on our Saturday Zoom meetings. 
His encyclopedic knowledge of Ben Wade pipes should most definitely be shared in book form. Get on it, Fernando. Uh, great choice of music, Segovia playing Paganini. Ah, I really enjoyed the many comments and feedbacks from the voluminous mailbag. Yes, another always entertaining show. Thanks, Dino. Dino, you're welcome. And uh, Casey Ghost says, a terrific show. Fernando did a tremendous job describing his collection of pipes, particularly his Ben, his ben Wade's. His truly encyclopedic He's, his truly encyclopedic knowledge of the Ben Wade brand ought to be in a book. He better hurry with it because I'm running out of time. Uh, you can't go wrong with Segovia and Paganini, two giants at their best. The extended mailbag was highly enjoyable, particularly those you had from people who normally don't write in. Wow, and all I can say is both Dino and Casey Ghost like that show, so that must have been just a huge winner. Uh, and then Renfield says, uh, Brian, thanks for another great show. Fernando was an interesting guest and more proof that pipe smokers come from a really wide variety of backgrounds. So far, you haven't had a guest who is bitten by a radioactive spider, but if he's out there, I'm sure you'll find him. A <laughs> uh, big shout out for the holiday message. Depression and loneliness are sadly common and simply reaching out to those around us can mean far more than we might realize. And then uh, Simon G said, Good bloke, Fernando, knows his onions too. I'm only surprised he can find time to smoke a pipe, let alone appear in a Hollywood-style radio interview. <laughs> a hard-working and professional fellow, only a matter of time before the title Honorary Yorkshireman is bestowed upon him by the University of Leeds. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and then uh, uh, Sablebrush wrote, Fernando is the real deal, a champion scrounger who turns up finds... Uh, that are marvelous and who's blazing a trail for Ben Wade fans. Those Leeds era pipes can be as good as, uh, as many can be as good as any made by anyone. there. I finally got that out. Uh, and then going to last week's show with Janos, uh, my partner, Dave writes another great listen. Like Brian said, one of the highlights of the Vegas show was the young guy who won the pipe set interacting with Janos. Uh, the music brought back unpleasant memories of childhood when we shipped out to spend time during the holidays with my grandparents in western North Dakota, where the highlight <laughs> was listening to Yogi Jorgensen records. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Didn't know I traumatized you. <laughs> uh, and then we also have uh, from... From Dino, uh, Jeff's comments were totally on point. I agree that immersing or flushing a finished pipe with water, alcohol, or other liquids is going to be somewhat detrimental. Uh, my landsman, Janos Kokinos, which, by the way, translates to Johnny Red, uh, was a wonderful guest. Uh, his insights into the international pipe scene were very informative. I enjoyed his journey to pipe making, and his classic and innovative design pipes are quite stunning. Yes, Al Yanni. Yanni. Uh, I'm sure that's Greek for something. I hope I didn't say anything bad. Uh, and then Dino says, I loved I Yest Go Nuts at Christmas. Yogi Jorgensen's tune was a Christmas staple to folk my age along with other 40s and 50s novelty songs like All I Want for Christmas or My Two Front Teeth, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, and I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. A fun show. Thanks, Dino. Uh, Dino, you're welcome. 
I'm glad you liked Yogi. I thought it was funny. And then uh, finally, Casey Ghost says it was a good episode. Interesting replies by Jeff in the Ask the Pipe Maker question. His reply was much the same vein as don't try this at home, kids. I think it would have been much better to ask George Debos that question. Um, I enjoyed your interview with Janos. His training for becoming a pipe maker was interesting. His pipes are highly imaginative. His remarks on the international pipe scene were very informative. I didn't like the musical selection. I thought a much better choice would have been I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. So there we go. We got we're back to discrepancies between uh, Dino and uh, and Casey Ghosts. Uh, that makes me feel like all things are normal now. Uh, remember, if you have a, a holiday, uh, if you have holiday music you want to hear, just email me Brian at pipesmagazine.com and we'll get that on there for you. And I don't care how bad it is. Uh, in just a moment, um, rant rave message time hybrid. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new, innovative series. Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. Bear with me a moment while I work through this message, because this coming Friday the 25th would have been my Aunt Judy's 75th birthday, but sadly it will mark uh, two weeks since she's passed away. And many of you will remember her from one of the Food for Thought episodes about being a judge. You can go back and listen to that if you want to. Uh, but she, uh, she, a couple days earlier, she'd had a stroke and never really recovered from it. And because of advanced directives, she was, uh, it'll, to, she passed away almost two weeks ago now. Uh, as a child, um, you know, she was my only aunt, didn't have any uncles. And uh, I always used to tell people that all I wanted, when I grew up, I wanted to be taller than Aunt Judy because we come from a family of short to average size people and she was tall and I made it by about an inch. That's what I did. Now, uh, I say all this to tell you that uh, my aunt uh, 20 something years ago had a heart issue and almost died and had a heart valve replaced. In 2002, she was in Baghdad, Iraq, uh, in the Canal Hotel, one hour or two hours before the bombing. Uh, she's had health issues, uh, you know, off and on through her life and never let them stop her. Although she was only married for a short time and never had kids herself, uh, now my goal is to live up to the stature that she 
reached. Everybody that she came into contact with, she was straightforward and honest with. She was a friend to you if you were a friend to her and her colleagues and students and anybody that came through her courtroom. If she, was, if she liked you, she stayed in contact with you all around the world. If I had a question about a city or a town or a country, odds are she knew somebody there because she traveled the world. So my goal now is to reach out and touch as many people as my aunt did and at the same time go out on my own terms. So uh, well, she will be missed. And with that, we will say, uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving here in the United States. I hope you get a chance to be with family or friends, whether it be in person, on uh, Zoom, Skype, uh, FaceTime, whatever it is, on the phone. Uh, I hope you get a chance to sit with your pipes and enjoy a good meal and a good bowl afterwards. And uh, hopefully you get a chance to sit down and listen to this show as well. So. Uh, thank you very much to Sergio for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather happy trails to you till we meet